The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. finale of Time Masters, the unofficial DC's Legends of Tomorrow internet radio show, exclusively on poppychularadio.com. Poppychula Radio pop culture on demand. Today is Monday, May 23rd, 2016, and I am your host, Brittany. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Later on in the broadcast, get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hit CW series casting scoops, spoilers, and ratings. Please welcome my co-host to our season finale broadcast, Ashley Michelle. Hey, guys. Jess. Hi, everybody. Hope you're doing all right. Michael. What's up, people? And Professor X. Hello. Let's jump into our recap of Season 1, Episode 16, which was titled Legendary, which aired on Thursday, May 19th, 2016. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. Rip returns the team to 2016 unwillingly to let them continue while he goes on his mission, but they insist on seeing it through. Kendra leaves a message for the team alerting them to Savage's presence in 1944 France, but they are unable to stop him and can only rescue Carter. Savage reveals that the Thanagarian sent three meteors to ancient Egypt. He plans to use Kendra's and Carter's blood to activate the meteor's alien technology and erase time back to 1700 BC, where he will rule. Dr. Stein realizes Savage's method to conduct the same ritual across three separate time periods, creating a paradox that will facilitate time's destruction. He also concludes that radiation from all three meteors will render Savage mortal so anyone can kill him. The team breaks up into pairs, Mick and Ray, Sarah and Firestorm, and Rip and Carter, and travel to 1958, 1975, and 2021 respectively. All three groups kill Savage. Ray and Firestorm destroy their meteors while Rip uses the, ray, the Wave Rider to send the last meteor into the sun before it explodes and destroys the Earth. Kendra and Carter stay behind in 2016 while the others decide to help Rip protect the timeline. Before they leave 2016, however, Rex Tyler arrives and warns the team of their impending death. Alright, that was, I think, the longest synopsis I've ever read for any of the episodes this season. Alright, guys, so... I don't know if I want to start my initial reaction or you, or your, or you guys. Um, I know Brittany wants me to talk because I know that she and I feel <laughs> the same way. We did have a little discussion about it. Um, 
Uh, I'm just gonna say one word. It felt very underwhelming for me personally. Um, I don't. I don't. I hope not everyone feels the same. But if you do, then I know I'm not crazy. So, um, Professor X, what did you think? You know what? I'm gonna disagree with you. I really liked it. I thought it was a very solid end of the season. I thought they addressed a lot of the issues that we've uh, addressed uh, as as our concerns uh, going forward. I thought it was you know. I still would have been happy if it had ended two episodes ago with, uh, you know, Kendra bashing his brains out. But uh, after last week, which I thought was kind of a, uh, a weaker place filler episode, I thought this was a very strong ending and uh, and really gives us a lot of reason to look forward to uh, the future. So, you know what? I thought it was really good. Oh, surprising. We're not on the same page. I'm just kidding. That's awesome. Uh, Ash, what do you think? I really disliked it. I felt like it was the weakest season finale that I've seen this entire se season, this entire spring and end of winter season for TV shows. I think that it, there were plot details that were irrelevant or, well not irrelevant, but it was, I know there's a word that I've been trying to think of when it's the same thing on top of the same thing that it was unnecessary and it could have been resolved a completely different way without adding to the same element twice. Redundant? Yes, thank you, thank you. It was redundant. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. All right, it, then. Oh, it, I, it was exactly that, Brittany. To me, it was underwhelming. Yeah. No, I, I feel you, I feel it. We'll get into it and maybe by the end of this episode we change our mind because sometimes that happens. I tend to change people's minds. If Priscilla were here, she would tell me that is true. <laughs> but with that, Michael, what did you think? I don't know what you guys drank some haterade that day or something, but I really enjoyed it. I it was exactly woo, what I expected woo. and more. It was really good. I thought it was great. It came full circle for me, in my opinion. I like the fact that okay, let's make this a little more complicated. Spread out the team to three different savages, which I thought was a, just an awesome idea that Vendel had. And overall, good arc story, good connecting, a very, very nice, clean way for me, at least, to close out the season. I just thought it was awesome. And I was like, when Rip was almost going to his impending, we know what happens. I was like, I called it, and then something happens. I'm like, okay, I, I was wrong. But still, it was, it was overall awesome, great fun. I was only a little disappointed that we got that awesome extra character at the very, very end, but it made perfect sense because it is literally the catapult into season two. But for me, I loved it. It was awesome. There's better news coming up when we talk about the Hawks, which I'm very happy what happens to them at the very end. And overall, it was, I thought it was great. I thought it was cool. I liked it. A lot of fun. I don't think it was the most disappointing season finale ever this past season. For me, it was Castle, but... Anyways, this was a very, very good finale. All right, all right. Uh, I will say, though, as much as it was just underwhelming for me personally, um, I did like the cliffhanger. I did like that a lot. It was, like, probably, like, one of the best um, little teasers that they could give you for a cliffhanger, and I, I did enjoy that. But just before that, I was kind of, eh. Now, Jess. How did you feel about this finale? I liked it. I 
certain parts of it, rather. Um, oh, you know what? I'm trying to be nicer than I, I think it actually deserves. I liked it. I was really excited about the ending and Patrick J. Adams showing up because I know him solely as Mike from Suits. So when I heard his voice, because I have a problem with recognizing faces, I was like, oh my God, it's Mike. And I got really excited. And that was like my favorite part. That and the Captain Cold scene. But like everything else, I was just kind of like, it's all right. Like I'll be returning for season two for sure. I just, mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I'm too hard to please or if it was just not a great finale it's probably the first one i'm probably too hard to please but but it was good i liked it i thought it resolved well just not you know the way that i would expect a season finale to go right like if i wasn't so into arrow and flash as it were i probably wouldn't have continued watching this show and especially after how I felt about this finale, I felt like I would have stopped watching it, except I want to see these characters more. It didn't do agree, anything Ash. for me. No, I, I definitely agree. And I think uh, what, what, what the problem was for, the, for, for me this episode was it was severely lacking snart. Like, because I know he's dead, but I just missed him so much in this episode. And I feel like nobody could fill that hole that he left. Like, I mean, I, I just, I, it didn't feel like an episode without him, in my opinion. That, but that's just me. But we'll get into it. We'll discuss and we'll get all angry and yell at each other. And friendships will be tested and broken. <laughs> Sounds Maybe. more exciting than the finale. <laughs> Ooh, the shade. No, we'll see. We'll see. Shots fucking fire, Jess. We'll see. <laughs> all right, guys. Before we get into a thorough recap, here are a few reminders on how you can interact with the show via social media. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash PCRTimeMasters. Follow the station on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just search for at Poppy Chulo Radio. Help support Poppy Chulo Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychuloradio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychuloradio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chulo Radio programs by visiting poppychuloradio.com slash archives. And search for Time Masters through iTunes and hit the subscribe button. Also, give us a rating, guys. I mean, we're amazing. We all deserve five stars. Is it five stars? Four stars. Five stars. I don't know. I don't remember. I'm really bad at this. Anyways, let's get into this, guys. Let's, let, let's rip this shit. No, I'm just kidding. I, didn't, I wanted to do a pun there, but I'm just really bad. So, all right. Um, we can actually just go in order here. So, Rip just kind of feels devastated from last episode, right? I mean, he just... After what happened with Snart and it just feeling like his whole life was basically written for him, he decides to leave the rest of the team back in 2016. However, they're not they're not back when they left. They're back five months later. So it's May. It's literally present where we are, May 2016. Um, and he leaves everyone there. Um, Mick's kind of pissed off about that. And I love how he when he touches Rip, it's a hologram, and he's like, 
I never liked that guy. Mick still makes me like this show a lot, to be honest. I, I yeah. really love Mick. Mick is hilarious. But I think like him, there was a part of me just missing Snart so much this episode. And I feel like it just it didn't feel right not having Snart the entire season and then not in the finale. Like, I don't know. Even though his sacrifice was great last episode, it just I felt it. And you know, Mick, what he was doing, spending his time, he tried to find someone else to fill that void as well and i love how we got this progression of mick and the and the and as soon as this guy uh pisses him off he kills him. <laughs> and um ray ends up finding him and you know ray gives him a little pep talk you know like well maybe you know snart wanted this he wanted me and you you know to to become friends to to become partners and they decide to go back and maybe they'll find the wave rider. On the other hand, we have Sarah. I think Sarah has the biggest part here. She uh, she learns about Laurel's death. So her reaction was devastating. I, w- I was never a big fan of Laurel, but I have to, like, I mean, you have to admit, it sucks. She comes back and uh, she's devastated. How did you guys feel about uh, the Sarah scenes involving, involving Laurel's death? Um, I think Katie Lotz portrayed portrayed it wonderfully. I thought that they were just gonna tell her and like she was just gonna deal with it, but that was it. But she comes back on the Wave Rider, and uh, she's demanding Rip, you know, send me back, send me back to save her. And of course, they give us you know the reasoning why they can't do that. Just time wants to happen. How did you guys feel about that? This was oh. my favorite, one of my favorite parts of this episode. Mm-hmm. I think the acting here was fantastic. It was believable. And it was built up. We knew it was coming. We were waiting for it. And we wanted to see it. And it happened. And it was great. I loved this scene. I agree. And then we had Paul Blackthorne with us as well. And, you know, he had to break the news. It's not like he's not used to doing this. I know I'm trying to make a funny pun, but it just doesn't work because... It was just really heartbreaking, and I mean, how how did you guys feel about the reasoning of why they can't bring Laurel back? You thought it was something like, oh, well, that's like convenient, or you know, that makes sense because Rip couldn't save his family, and that was literally the mission. I think that was the mission before even like killing Savage. It was, I need to save my family by killing Savage, you know. So I thought it was pretty legit. I had no problems with that, but seeing Sarah's breakdown uh, was pretty. It was just, it was heartbreaking. Um, Michael, I know you're not a well. No, you you didn't really care for Sarah too much, but has she grown on you? And did you feel anything for this scene? Oh no, yeah, I did. I'll be honest. You can go back to the other pods. I didn't like her at all. I don't know. I thought she was <laughs> annoying with the whole my my bloodlust, my bloodlust. You know, it got to me. But honestly, I think I want to say. Uh, her character really developed well. I want to say it's second behind Snarts throughout the whole season, and she became really, you know, one on, became good on her own, and you know, accepted her fate, learned to control it, etc. And she just became a phenomenal actress. She really grew on me a lot, and I love the fact that she showed legitimate emotion towards someone she loved, and she's willing to kill Rip, you know, right then and there to get the sister back because that's what you do. That's a true bond, and she did it really well. It wasn't over the top. It was just right, and it felt great. And I guess, you know, Laurel's death is because the fans didn't like her, so 
she's not coming back. But, you know, but other, other than that, you know, this was a really great scene for her. And I'm really glad they gave her a really good portion of this finale, considering Snart is gone. And I feel like she was the second best character yeah. to really have that emotional moment. And it worked out great. Yeah, no, I actually, I, I agree with you. I think that uh, she was allowed and should have had the, the most screen time when Rip drops them off to, you know, not really to sort out their destinies. But, you know, I'm leaving you guys here because our mission was a failure and I'm sorry and bye. And uh, we, we spend the most time with Sarah learning about Laurel, but... um. I feel like she wants to get over it, but not really. She gets she she meets up with everybody. Uh, we don't really get to spend time with uh, with Jax and them. It was just really Mick and Sarah what they were up to. Because of course Firestorm is ready to go, and Ray was with Mick. So we get on the Wave Rider, and uh, I guess that was Sarah's intention to to ask Rick, "Hey, let's go back in time. I need to save her. I need to do it." And Rip calms her down, and he he tells her, "You know, you can't." We can't do it, but we can save Kendra, and that's when I—that's when I remembered. Oh yeah, Kendra's kidnapped. <laughs> I'm really—I'm really disappointed with the with the Hawks this season, guys, and I'm pretty sure you guys are too. And it's really sad because they're a big part of the of the plot. They're the only ones that can kill Savage. They're the ones Savage is after, and I feel like we we didn't get. A really good developed story for Ken since we spent the most time with Kendra. It revolved around her relationship with Ray, and we didn't even get them together in the in this episode. But I know I'm jumping the gun. I just ranted. But um, once Sarah calms down, they decide uh they need to find Savage. How do they do that? Kendra's smart, and I guess I don't know how she's on the run. I'm guessing she escaped for a little bit, and uh, she finds a way to send a message to the crew. They find out she's in France. The team goes there. And how cool is it that, you know, I, I mean, I've said this before. The reason we watch Legends of Tomorrow is because we like to see the cool fight scenes. We like to see the team together kicking ass. How awesome was it that they not only they were kicking ass, but it was the asses of the Nazis. <laughs> how did you guys feel about that? And, uh, and Savage, too. If there's anything I'm going to praise this episode for, it was Savage actually doing something. We saw Savage with knives again. We haven't seen that since, I don't even, what, the crossover? Where he was mentioned? Like, he just killed all the Nazis with his knives. Like, how did you guys feel about that scene? Does anyone else want to praise I think Savage? it's an inevitability that whenever you're dealing with a time travel show of any sort, at some point you're going to get to go back and kill Nazis. It's just <laughs> the way of the world. No, it was a great fight scene. Um... It was kind of nice seeing Vandal Savage, you know, actually do something because we honestly, even in this entire series, I don't know if we've seen Savage be as badass as he was in the uh, the Flash Arrow crossovers. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of nice, you know, raising the stakes and everything like that. Uh, no, I mean, now that said, you know, they were kind of ineffectual in that, you know, Savage did end up getting away. But still, it was, you know, nice to see them in action. Nice to see them, you know, taking on Nazis, etc. with very little regard for the timeline. Yeah, and I mean, I love how they just, they just paint the Nazis, like, just so horrible. Like, they are horrible, but, like, they kick it up a notch to where they, they're always having the secret weapon that you're looking for, or, you know, just something. And I was like, damn, is Savage a good guy for killing all these Nazis? It was making me question everything. No, I'm just kidding. I was a little but... bothered by that fact that the Nazi commander was just, hello, don't stand in the middle of the road. Be a good fellow. Go over to the side there. Don't make us run you over. No, I'll give you a second warning. I mean, for God's sake, you're a Nazi. Enjoy being a Nazi and just shoot the guy. But no, 
Well, of course, yeah, yeah, the plot convenience, but, um... Speaking of plot conveniences, the scene... Yeah, I, yeah. How, how, why would she have... Mmm, that is just oh. one of the things that they put there that came out of their ass, it seemed like. For her to put a piece <laughs> of paper inside of a helmet with some kind of hope, like... Oh, the heart of the carts will bring, me, will carry <laughs> me through right. this. Like hey, that kind of don't belief. Talk about, don't talk smack about Yu-Gi-Oh. But I, I ain't. Do, <laughs> I do agree with you on that point. That is for me. That was the only gripe that I honestly had about uh, yeah. for me in this entire. So what are the odds of all the helmets and all the world and all the times that one is the one Rip has in his the Wave Rider? Yeah. I agree. That's why I kind of skimmed over it because I was like, that was really, really bad. But I mean, <laughs> what are the odds, right? Um, it should have been a 90 minute episode. I think I think that was <laughs> nice. I don't even know if the CW ever does that. I don't think they give us. Well, it, uh, did, it did go over time by like a couple minutes. I know that. Ah, uh, okay. Well, then. Well, it would be nice. I think it would be nice if we had like a giant movie or a two hour special like the like the crossovers it's really nice um but then there's that big fight scene and you know everyone's going at it and basically they they try to go and they try to get kendra and carter which they free them but of course kendra gets shot and uh they only escape with carter so um at this point, I don't think they they really know what uh, what Savage is doing in France, like why they're there, um, or why he's there. I'm sorry, I'm not, it, and I'm pretty sure it's after that. After that scene, he tells Kendra what what he's up to, right? Or did he already tell? I'm trying to remember the sequence sequence of events. This is why I never get chosen to host because I'm he said beforehand scenes. because uh, Carter brain-dead, vapid Carter somehow managed to remember enough of it to uh, to tip off the rest of the team. Yeah, okay, okay. But he told them what... I think he only told them about the blood. I mean, no, the blood in the meteor. I'm pretty sure that um, he's getting their blood because he wants to uh, go back in time or erase time until 17, the 1700 BC because he wants to go back and just be a dictator over nothing apparently or when mankind has no brain and he's the only one so um i don't know how i feel about that but that does seem very vandal savage like comic booky vandal savage because that's that's exactly what he wants he wants to be a dictator but i find i find it kind of funny that he doesn't care to rule the modern world he just wants to go back to a simpler time and uh i guess that makes sense for him I mean, no questions, right? Back then, nobody knows anything, but he will. He'll have all the knowledge in the world. So, um, Professor Stein uh, finds out what he's trying, what what exactly he's doing, and it has to be the three meteors at the same time. I don't even want to get into that that or analyze any of that. How that all makes sense in three different times, um, or three different like years and then the time and then i don't even know but somehow they made it work we got mick and ray in 1958 sarah and firestorm in 1975 and kendra and carter and rip in 2021 so michael you said you like this a lot you like that there were three savages 
and they were everybody was fighting. Why do you yeah, like that so yeah. much? It was it was savage, you know, the cliche thing today. But uh, no, I thought it was good. I felt for me as a comic geek at times, you know, animated series at times, movie, etc. I enjoyed it because it felt very comic book like. There wasn't, you know, I feel like a lot of the superhero movies and shows try to be too real. And like you said, it's like, what are the odds? all three times why does it need to happen it, it doesn't matter it makes sense they're making up their science and it was a very awesome scene to have three different times it felt full circle from the very beginning of the season to now it explains what the legend of tomorrow is time traveling heroes trying to stop people from screwing up with time and having this setup of having these meteors blow up the different time streams etc was really just a really cool idea and we got a really for me a really awesome fight scene with every character fight taking on Savage and knowing the fact that okay we can kill him this time because he's stupid because of this plot hole about him and the radiation no longer being mortal okay ready go and for me I felt it was a very good execution of half comic book coming to life and then a little mini realism sprinkled in here and there and I thought it was well executed very nice very good each character to be teamed up rather than one giant you know um, battle going on but it was a lot of fun to see that yeah, no, I, I, what I meant by the time was, like, they were all in different, like, years, you know, and then it was just, like, did they all have a watch? It was, like, okay, now, you know, maybe I'm being a little technical, but I was, like, how does that work? But, you know, at the same time, you want to sit back and just watch it. And I thought it was, I think my favorite fight with Savage was probably the Mick one, because it was just, like, a throwdown. Like, Mick was just, he was just brutally beating the shit out of him. Um... Mick was being savage. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you know, and it was just, it was, that was fun. I'll admit, that was a lot of fun. Um, real quickly to cut you off on that one. I love ahead. the fight with Sarah and Savage. I like yeah. how she took his ass down. I'm like, come on, this girl's an assassin. I want to see her kick ass finally. I want to see her be on top. I always got tired of her kind of being outmanned, at, you know, so to say, at different points. But to see her take on Savage, she's already pissed. She lost her sister. She doesn't give a fuck anymore. I'm going to take out this asshole that should have died a long time ago. And for me, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I did like the, the team up of the Hawks against Savage as well. Um, I it just I guess what, what I was like, man, I really would have loved Snart instead of Carter. I think I, I, I grew to, you know watch the series without Carter so I was just kind of like eh you know and then they kind of built up Kendra to be the one to defeat Savage more than Carter so I really wanted to see that and I and we did get that we get the final stab um in Savage and I love how Rip's like you know what no I'm gonna be a part of this too and he just you know he does like the final twist like that was just really great um and I do want to talk about Firestorm. Now, how did you guys feel about his, his new, like, um, ability? I, re I really enjoyed that. I liked that. I was like, why haven't we practiced this more? Somebody with powers, the power of, like, fire, how have you not uh, figured out how to do different stuff? You know, but I guess it's in, it's in the heat of the moment. Ha. Huh? See what I did there? <laughs> no, nobody's enjoying me. The goonch. <laughs> I was uh, glad they introduced it because I was afraid they weren't going to. You know, so much, you know, basically Firestorm has been, uh, you know, a, a human torch wannabe. Uh, you know, he's just, he flies around and he fires bullets of fire. But 
they're sort of like hinting at and again as he discovers more about his power they're making him much more like the comic book version of it making him a much more powerful much more interesting character so i'm looking forward to that and i'm glad they did manage to do that in this episode and again give us something to look forward to for next season yeah i agree and i i do want to say that i was one of the people that was like oh you know firestorm i really don't care you know i like professor stein but i don't know about jackson he hasn't really you know warmed his way huh, into my <gasps> heart but uh no Brittany, no he's beautiful you're he's weird doing it. you're weird but i you didn't let me finish it i said i was gonna say i do like him a lot i think it's uh i think it's a great balance of of him and professor stein together it just it, it makes sense if you compare this firestorm to the previous one that we had this just makes a lot of sense and i like it and uh i, I think jax is gonna grow into a very very fine young man and i love that uh he, he was really willing to try and uh perfect that ability that he used you know he's with stein and the wave rider and trying to figure stuff out um what did you guys think about um, Rip's suicide mission? Because right after they they defeat Savage, all of them, all of them beat the shit out of him, and he's he's donezo. Uh, Ray, damn, I can't think of that word. He he minute. I can't think of what he did to the meteor. Shrinks. Shrinks. I was gonna say he miniature miniaturized, but yeah, he shrunk the meteor and then um firestorm uses his new ability and everyone took so long in the in 2021 you know everyone got there and they, i guess they forgot the meteor but ray couldn't do anything firestorm couldn't do anything so rip takes it upon himself to take the meteor and fly into the sun how'd you guys feel about that Yay. oh my god i felt like like, you even put, like, the um, inclination in your voice, like, I guess they just forgot that the meteor was there, because everyone just kind of, like, turned around and was like, oh, shit, the third one's still here. Who was supposed to take care of that? Exactly, because, I mean, they, they defeat him, and I guess, you know, it, it's kind of like that sense of, holy shit, we did it. So you're kind of, like, focused on that, and you forget the meteor, but it was a little too late, but, yeah, Rip just... He, he leaves with the meteor on a suicide mission and everyone's having like their little goodbyes and Mick's all like, I don't want to lose another friend. And I was like, oh, Ooh, Mick, make up your mind, Mick. You're always saying you don't like people, but you end up being friends with them. Um, did you guys think Rip was going to die or did you stick by your predictions that he was going to be the like the only Time Master? No, I thought he was going to die. I called <gasps> like, yeah. Yeah, what do you mean? Yeah, I, I was like ready, like yes, I'm gonna tell the you know the fans and the other people like I was right. I called it, <laughs> I told you, I predicted it, and I was like he survived. I mean, a little part of me was sad he survived, but at the same time, I mean, let's be honest, it was a very awesome scene overall. I was watching with my son, and we're there sitting there. I'm like, he's gonna kill himself. He's gonna sacrifice himself. Then all of a sudden, he wakes up and he sees his wife. And his son, and I'm thinking, man, he's in heaven. And my son keeps asking, is he dead? He's seeing his family. Is he dead? I'm like, yes, he's dead. It's done. It's over. He killed himself. <laughs> and, then, and then he wakes up again. And I was like, you know, that that was an awesome That's heartfelt not nice. moment. I'm so, I'm so happy they did that. I felt that for me, they finally gave him kind of a peace of mind and justice to the character in that one little moment. 
that it was just it was it was something that was really missing. I felt like for him all season long to just get that sense of peace, which he never had with his tormented heart. And finally, he's like, you know what? My almost like in a sense they forgive him, and now he must do right by them by to continue living, not just to die. You know, sacrifice himself. And ironically enough, the meteor never went off, and he had enough time to drop into the sun and time jump but it was a it was an awesome scene it was one of the best scenes actually in the entire episode yeah you know if you if he because i thought too that he was probably going to die at the moment although i predicted that perhaps he would you know be a time master because all of them were dead or all of them are dead i'm sorry so he would continue that would be his journey if they didn't save his his family he was going to continue being a time master so when we were getting the scene um, and with the scene with his family, I was like, this is, this is a really sweet way for him to go, to be reunited with his family. And it just, it was really heartwarming because the entire season he's been trying to save them and part of him already knew that he couldn't. And that's why he always kept asking Gideon, you know, how's the timeline? He's like, and she's like, it's unchanged. It's the same. And he finally accepts that. And then we get that really, really nice scene. Um, is anyone here really a big fan of Rip or has enjoyed Rip's arc uh, this season? Has anyone really like connected to I like him? him. I, you like him? Yeah, I, th- I think he, you know, he was a necessary character. Um, you know, he's obviously not someone who deals well in teams. Um, he could have <laughs> been, you know, more upfront with him about everything. Uh, and he was, you know, uh, you know, trying to do uh, what turned out to be an impossible job, but in the process. And also they gave him some redemption in this episode, which was nice. Uh, you know, sort of play back to, you know, I was talking about uh, last episode, why it was a little odd that, you know, while, you know, Adam, Snart and, uh, and Mick all sort of offered to save themselves, you know, he didn't. And of course, you know, the reason is because in this episode, he's going to do it in a big way. And it would have, you know, been a little silly if he'd done it two episodes in a row. So, you know, I, I, you know, I don't mind, uh, you know, it's, uh, I think we, you know, we sort of agreed last week that, you know, you could have gotten rid of him now that Sarah could pie with the wave rider. And so, you know, he wasn't as necessary. And certainly now that the time masters are no more, he no longer has access to that sort of knowledge. But no, I, I, I liked him and I thought, you know, he had a a pretty well-developed arc. And now that said, it'll be interesting to see what they do with him next season because, you know, his whole reason was, you know, saving his family, which he's failed to do. Uh, so now his, you know, he's taking on the mission of, you know, policing all of space by himself. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, no, I agree. I think uh, Rip was kind of a. I was very interested in him in the pilot, and then I wanted to see because that was the question, right? People were like, "Is he going to be a badass right off, like right from the start, or are we? Is this, is this going to be like a growing pains? Are we going to go on this journey with him into becoming?" A badass captain and I think that's what we got instead um which I'm okay with I'm I'm always a fan of growing with the character and seeing development and uh, I think we've gotten all of that in the entire crew and I would say Mick as well except he killed somebody as soon as they annoyed him so I don't know if he really made any progress but I mean that was funny but um so he doesn't die. He comes back. They save the world. We cut to a scene with Mick and Snart. What did you guys think about that? Uh, not the scene itself, but just seeing Snart again. Did you guys think uh, he was back? Or did you foresee that it was that they had actually gone back in time? And that was just Mick saying goodbye. 
or no, some kind of I goodbye. I saw the time in the bottom of the corner of the TV and I was like, my heart, no, no, why are we doing this? No, why do you look at the time, Ash? Don't do it. It was right there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Um, I thought he was back because that was the fangirl in me. But when I realized what it was, I got really, really sad. Um, I know last week on spoilers, we, you know, we already said that he will be back, just not as a series regular. Um, um, I don't know how they're going to bring him back or how that's going to work with this because apparently the, what they explained in the scene was he's still dead in the present time. That's just them going in the past. So, um, Well, to, to cut you off, I think they're assuming he's dead. I mean, we all assume, right? It was a freaking yeah. explosion. Yeah, I so said when, that he was stuck uh, in time. That what, That's my prediction. What, that's what I, th I think, not so much as a cop-out, but a really good plot point is the fact that they're obviously going to still be going time to time, jumping, whatever. I think, I feel like they're going to find him somehow, either in between or randomly in the time. And he's going to be like, where have you guys been? I've been waiting this whole damn time type of thing. And it'll be nice. I think they'll find a clever way, considering he's going to be in all the shows. Unless they do something about that whole uh, Earth 2 thing that the Flash, you know, had discovered. You know, there's multiple universes now, unless they do something like that. But I think they'll find a creative way to bring him back. Yeah, or, or we could just, like, bring on the most pressing thought ever and, like, have them go back in time during cutscenes when they're having really tough times to just snort in a different time and talking to him just to know that he's still there somewhere. No, Ash. I didn't Don't come. cry. My, Don't cry. My mom didn't sign the permission slip. <laughs> for this trip of feels, okay? <laughs> We're not doing this right now. There will be no crying right now. Um, did did you guys miss Snark this episode? I just I just need to ask that. Did you guys really miss him? And do you think this finale could have been better with him, or did you just you're you're okay with it and you missed him? Because <laughs> you can you can like it and like still miss him. It can be both. I'm just. I can say. I'll say yes and yes. If for me, okay. it's a yes and yes. All right, all right. I, agree I didn't yes miss yes. him. Really? What? Who said that? Uh, it was me. I didn't miss him because I know we're seeing him again. Like Wentworth Miller has an astounding contract with the network to appear on all three shows. Like I know that's not it. If we were never gonna see him again, yeah, I'd miss him. But I know that he has, you know, a future in these shows as part of this universe, so I didn't really miss him, but I did think he could have added to the finale. However, I did really like that scene with he and Mick, because I feel like Mick, that adorable little angry potato, had some character growth. And it was, it was good. I liked it. I agree. I thought it would have been great if uh, during Mick's uh, fight scene, just before he kills uh, Savage, if he pulled out Captain Cold's gun, and blasted Savage with that. That would have been really Ooh, cool. That would have been a nice like callback or something like you know. Or or with both, that would be awesome. Yeah, that's true. Damn, why don't we write this show? I'm just kidding. I don't want any more feels. Yeah. Oh. This <laughs> All is right. why God created fan fiction. 
I don't even know <laughs> if I want to step into fanfiction territory. There will be some interesting Captain Heatwave uh, romance, bro TP romance stuff don't that I don't give think I'll. the idea, Brittany. It's there. It's there. I don't even need to say it. It's there. But um, to move on. Everyone's pretty much on the same page. They're all saying um, they're all back in 2016. They are saying goodbye if they're deciding to go. Sarah talks to her father at Laurel's grave and she talks about how Laurel was the one, you know, who urged her to, uh, to become White Canary and to go on the journey. She's like, you know what, to honor, uh, to honor her, I'm going to I'm going to do this. And I, I just love Captain Lan. He's so chill now. Four seasons of Arrow like he's he's. He's on board, you know, and I love that he has a lot of faith in Sarah and that she can do it. And, you know, he's like, you know, go, go do you, you do you, you know, and uh, that wraps up Sarah and Professor Stein. I feel so bad for his wife. Like, I feel like she just lets him go all the time. She's like, well, you know, you're going to go anyway. But I love how she, uh, Professor Stein's like, this is an intervention. What is this? And Jackson is there and uh, she just. His wife just telling me, "No, just go do it. This is this is your destiny." I guess if, uh, if uh, that's the term to use for him, and uh, yeah, everyone just gets together uh, and they're ready to board the wave rider. But I'm assuming another wave rider like come like that's what it was, right? It was another one. Or oh, another before ship. that happens, though, let's mention who doesn't come along. Oh, that is true. Wow, see, I for- I yeah, already forgot please. them that it did. It already went over me. So. Every, okay, so they all meet up, and uh, Rips, you know, telling them like one last time, you know, I I'm I am gonna be the time master. I'm gonna do this, but you know, if you guys want to join me, you can. And you know, uh, oh wait, no, that happened before. And everyone returns, but the Hawks are the only ones that say, you know, we're here. I love you guys, but we're outie. Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. How did you guys yes. feel about that? How did you guys feel about that? We called it. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah! Yeah, let's go. Yeah, amazing. It was, it was amazing, and I think it's a smart move. One, I feel like they're the least favorite characters, and number two, it kind of completely story of this arc that, for the most part, was okay with Savage because if we had them, it would be a constant reminder. I feel like maybe we can get them later in seasons, season three, or maybe you know little appearances. But overall, I'm glad they're gone. They weren't very good actors, in my opinion. They're, either the writing was bad or the acting was bad. And I felt like with them out of the way, we can get new, better, deeper characters. I agree. Exactly. One reason why I was so positive about this episode was they managed to remove the three weakest links from the series. Vandal Savage and the Two Hawks. They're all gone. Hey. We're starting fresh next season. It seems like either you know the, the writers were self-aware enough to be monitoring or they were listening to what fans were saying. But it does seem that, you know, they've, they've realized, okay, these are the elements that aren't working. Let's focus on what is. And that gives me a lot of hope going forward. Mr. and Mr. Mrs. and Mr. Hawk, it's been fun knowing you, but we're better but not really. Gotcha. But not really. Five months ago, she was just a barista. And now she's going to become one again. Oh, my God. But except the manager. Manager barista. She's going to work her way up. She's uh, step one level barista. She's gonna be venti barista. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, I I agree with all of you. I think uh, the Hawks gone are, is amazing, and it's really sad because 
as a fan of Justice League, the animated series, I like the Hawks, man. I, you know, I just, it, it's just, it's so different. And I, and I had said this before that I have not been warming up to Kendra at all. Like, at all. I, and I just, I knew by now that it's just, it's the actress. I think they miss. Uh, they miscast it, and that, that's not to say that her fight, her fighting scenes were great. You saw progression, but I don't know. Maybe she just she she always looked like she was in pain. Like she just it didn't. I never saw her be very very strong. I don't know, except that one fight where she beat the hell out of Vandal in the previous episode. I think, I'm pretty sure it was last or the one before that. I'm sorry, where we all were excited for her and then she, you know, got us mad. But I was not a fan of. Her. Even though I did like her and Cisco at the beginning, they had so much potential. And then Carter was gone for the entire season and came back for one episode. Like it just no. They're gone. My guess is they're gonna make a cameo. Um and I mean they, they talked about the Thanagarians, so they, they have to be back. I'm just glad they're not gonna be series regular. And I have to agree with, with you, Professor X, that getting all getting the weakest links out does make it seem like next season's gonna have a really, really strong ensemble. And with that, the Hawks leave. Nobody really cares, to be honest. Maybe Ray. No, maybe Ray. And uh, uh, quick on that, guys. How did you feel about the fact that we had like half the season of Ray and Kendra, and they didn't even end up together? It's okay. okay. Yeah, I'm okay with that. No, I'm not talking about like, oh my god, we're disappointed. But oh my god, you made us spend all that crap. And then they didn't even end up together. I mean, you can say the same about Kara and Snart. No. And gone. That was. That's more disappointing, though, because I would have loved to see more. Yeah, I know. No, I feel you. Like, Kendra and Ray wasn't necessarily worth it. So I understand what you're saying, but let's let's move on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I know, right? Well, we took so much time, and then in the end, it didn't even matter. Um, Yeah, I, I went there with Linkin Park. Yeah. All right. Oh my God, now um, the song was singing in my head. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we get to the end, the cliffhanger, guys. Everyone's ready to get on the wave rider and fulfill their destiny or destinies when another one comes, and and uh, everyone's like, "What the hell is that? What is going on?" It doesn't crash; it lands. Someone comes out, and I was like, "I honestly, guys, I had no idea who the hell this was. I even forgot." That our own spoilers told us somebody new was coming. It didn't even occur to me. This guy is saying, don't get on the wave ride. Like, you better not get on there. And, they're like, and I love how everyone's just like, what? Why not? Who is this person? I don't know you, but I'm listening to you. And uh, he says that he's Rex Tyler. And that Mick sent him. And that they cannot get on the wave rider because they will die. And that he is from the Justice Society of America. Damn. Dunzo. That's it. I gotta admit, I was like, ooh, girl. Girl. Wow. That was... I. You know, it's not even so much... I think even the name drop wasn't, like, enough to hype people, but they took it a step further and said Justice Society of America. Michael, you were clapping right now. Why are you so excited? Yeah. I'll be I'll be on. I'll admit to you guys, only because I got to know you over this past season. I stood up and like 
you know, yelped like a little girl. Like, oh, snap, they're finally giving credit and opportunity for the Justice Society of America. And I bet you, like, 80% of the audience don't even know who the Justice Society of America is. But I love the no. opportunity for such a, <laughs> excuse me, that's such a unique background. And it, it was awesome. It was a complete, completely caught me off guard. I had no idea. I was completely wrong on any speculation I ever had whatsoever. And talk about the writers throwing a random curveball that makes perfect sense. So Mr. Hourman himself, which is Rex Tyler, was just an awesome, complete, beautiful surprise and has so much potential for next season because not only are you going to get, let's say, a handful of new heroes, you're going to get a freaking legion, a whole society of heroes that just has so endless opportunity and I'm got me really pumped for season two. It was just, it was awesome. I agree. I agree. I I only know a small bit of justice, uh, the Justice Society, but I know enough to when I heard it, I was like, "Holy shit! They they're doing this. They're going there." And I think that's the beauty of having the, the DC TV universe. Like, and that that's just amazing. Sorry, real quick to cut you off. And just so you guys know, I'll go more into it in the spoiler section. But technically, what I'm about to say is not a spoiler. All I have to say. For people who know who the Justice Society of America are, the the members, they've actually, some of them have already been introduced in Flash and Arrow. Damn. Well, I don't want to keep you waiting for spoilers unless anyone else has something they want to say. Maybe mention uh, a scene that you guys really liked. I mean, I think if anyone said the funniest things this episode, it was Mick. Mick said a lot of hilarious things um, throughout the episode. Um... The, the choreography, the fighting was great. It was it was a solid episode. But on my first watch, I was still kind of, you know, underwhelmed. But that's just because I miss snart. That's the fangirl snart in me. And that's okay. I know you all still love me for that. But if there's nothing else, Michael, take it away and give us those juicy spoilers. Awesome. Official spoiler section. Let's dive into some, spoil- into some spoilers from upcoming... <gasps> episodes next fall which will begin returning this fall at its original time thursdays at 8 p.m eastern this is an official spoiler alert spoiler alert but first check out our official facebook like page by visiting facebook.com slash pcr time masters ratings for legends of tomorrow's finale was viewed by 1.85 million total viewers which was steady with the previous episode now this information coming from collider.com who had an exclusive interview with mark Gingham, excuse me for my pronunciation had had an exclusive interview with them about season two and here's what he had to say first the villains perhaps Perhaps the most important change, bringing in a more satisfying villain into the mix. He had to say this. The season 2 Big Bad is actually not going to be the alien race of the Thanagarians. It's going to be something else entirely. All I really have to say about the Nemesis in season 2 is Vandal Savage will look like a walk in the park compared to what the Legends will be facing. This will be a much, much bigger threat. I'm going to leave it at that because when we do reveal it, it's going to be pretty big. People will be asking, Vandal who? 
once they get the full picture of what our team is up against. It's going to be way bigger than you can ever imagine. I can guarantee it. More he had to say was now, since the Time Masters are gone, who will we take care of the time? Well, because the Time Masters are essentially gone and the Legends have destroyed the Oculus, that means that someone has to do the job of the Time Masters. Our Legends take that on as their new responsibility. It's sort of like, you break it, you buy it. He goes to continue that to say that it's really exciting for us that our team of Legends, our Misfits, are going to be responsible for the preservation of the timeline and protection of history. As we've seen our team, our guys are not always the most responsible people, so maybe time has got to have some new troubles in it. But it will probably, it will provide a lot of fodder, a lot of fun stories for Season 2. Now he goes on to continue his explanation with the Justice Society of America. With the marketing for the Legion of Tomorrows going strongly, it actually hinted at the arrival of the Justice Society of America members a few months back. We've just met our men. But the interesting thing is that we've already been introduced to other members of the original roster. Jay Garrick, The Flash, Carter Hall, Hawkman, Terry Sloan, Mr. Terrific, which is a Golden Age version of Michael Holt's eventual hero, Ted Grant slash Wildcats, and yes, even Dinah Drake, Black Canary. Now, if you guys have light bulbs going off in your head about what we've seen from each of these characters before and which shows they're on, then this will make a lot more sense for the planned four-series crossover event special for The Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, and DC's Legends of Tomorrow should make a lot more sense with the JSA involved. That's all the spoilers I have. Damn, it's going to get hype. Thank you for that, Michael, for all those beautiful spoilers. But all right, guys. You know, with every show, we have to give a grade to the season when it ends to let people know and to reevaluate ourselves about how we felt about this season or the, the, the show. The se- well, I, my words are all over the place, but it's time, co-hosts. You guys are going to give a grade for the season. Pluses and minuses are allowed. And if you want, you can give us a reasoning why... Uh, you're giving it that grade, and then um, we'll go into predictions after everyone gives it a grade. So, um, I always feel like I go first because I'm selfish. So this time I will not, and I want to hear everyone else's. So, um, Ashley, I'm gonna start with you because Damn your it. name, your name, your name starts with an A. So I'm gonna go like that. I'm gonna be like those teachers in high school that we go in alphabetical order. Like I'm PTSD. I know, right? <laughs> I'm triggered just talking about it, but go ahead. Give, give me your grade. Give me give me anything. You know we don't I judge think, you here. Oh, well. <laughs> I think it's a solid B-. minus. I think it was... And it, I did enjoy watching the series. I don't think it was time wasted. I think it was a good story. I'm very excited to see where it goes, but I probably won't watch it again. Not this season. I don't know if I could stick through it. Oh, you mean like a rewatch? Like, right. Oh, yeah, okay. No, I feel you, I feel you. Alright. That sounds good enough. Alright. Professor X, what is your final grade? Um, 
You know, a B minus or a B sounds about right to me. Uh, I thought they finished fairly strongly. Um, I think, you know, looking back at the last five episodes, I think four of the five were really solid. One was a little weak. But then you have to think back. There was a long run of really weak, lame ass. They they did not have the characters down. The big bad wasn't that great. Uh, there was, you know, too much repeating of the, uh, but I, just two weeks ago, I was a barista theme. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a B minus. But as I say, finishing strongly. So, you know, I, you know, if, if I was, you know, grading this for a student or something like that, I'd probably say shows promise. All right. All right. Two B minuses. So if you average that out, that's a B minus. And I'm really bad at math, but I can do that. <laughs> so, Michael, what is your grade? Yeah, yeah for me, uh, I would give it a solid B plus. I felt like at the halfway point on it, it really covered good ground. It kind of made up for a lot of what it lacked in the beginning after like the initial pilot episode. Uh, yeah, these last episodes, I had it really more B, B minus initially, but the last few episodes minus that second to last one a little bit, I still enjoyed a lot of it and I gave it a really good B plus, something where if I were to watch it again, I would do it from the pilot and then go straight to like episode eight, nine and then watch it from there. So I thought it was good overall. And they learn from the mistakes from what it seems from all the spoilers and all the different uh, interviews I've read online. And they're going to really kind of start again. This was basically as they quote unquote said it, it was a pilot season. The ships sort of say in the, for the next season. So B plus. All right. All right. Good. So B minus, B minus, B plus. Jess, it's up to you now. Oh, I feel like such an asshole for doing this, but C plus. <gasps> Jess. You're an ass. I, I consider it a C plus. Don't you worry. And the plus <laughs> is only because of the like three episodes that weren't that I wasn't doing something else while I was watching. I just this wasn't my favorite series. I still like it. I will excitedly watch the next season because I feel like, like Ash said, it shows promise. But it just took too long to get to where it was going. It was rambly and inconsistent and it harped on all the wrong themes and focused on the wrong people some of the time. And it just, it just, it was missing that thing that made me go like, oh my god, this is a fantastic new breakout show that said i'm extremely excited to see you know what they do with season two i think that they have been watching the reaction to the show in comparison to their other ones and i feel like they will learn from their mistakes and just keep making a better and better product so um c plus and a happy face c plus happy face okay all right so, two B minuses, one B plus, and a C plus. All right. I'm the last one standing. I wrote down my grade here before I told, I asked all of you, and I was, it, I, it was a tie between a C plus and a B minus for me. But, like, all, uh, like, like everyone said right now, the show has a lot of promise, and I do think that what stands out about this show is that it had some really good episodes even in the in the first half which you know i'm always gonna say the star the star city episode was just really good and i think the 
the positives, the pros of this show outweigh the bad. And like Professor X was saying earlier, we just got rid of three three really bad things of the of the first season. So that gives that there that means there's so much more room to put in more good. Um so that definitely gives it a B minus for me. A plus would have been Snart in the finale. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, <laughs> B minus for me. And I mean and I'm like Ash, I don't think I'll rewatch it. But I, I, this makes me excited for season two. This means that season two can definitely go from a B minus to to like an A minus. Like it can get there. I have faith in the writers. So, with that said, guys, is there any predictions that you would like to talk about or mention or something you're excited for uh, for season two? Now that we have all the spoilers and um. All the team that's going to be there. No Hawks. I mean, I think that's one of the main things that I'm looking forward to. Uh, no Hawks. Like, that's going to... Right away, I'm already excited <laughs> for the first episode. And uh, it's really cool. We're getting this uh, in the fall. And then we're having a crossover. So, uh, you guys have any thoughts on that? It's going to be epic. I agree. Yeah, with Supergirl, guys. Like... Um, we have a podcast for that as well. Check that out. Um, I'm excited for the move for Supergirl. Uh, I think she belongs on the CW. I think uh, she's gonna get along well with the with the other shows, as we've already seen with the crossover with the Flash. Her and Flash do well. Her uh, Melissa ben- uh, Benoist and uh, Grant Gustin are very good. And uh, but how do you guys feel that this year we didn't get any crossover? between Arrow, Flash, and Legends. It was just still Arrow and Flash. This time we're getting two more shows. How do you think they're going to put Legends in the mix? Well, Legends did sort of crossover because they had, you know, the, the Cisco connection to connect to Flash. They had the uh, uh, the White Canary to connect to Arrow. And then when they went into the future, it was essentially an alternate future of the Arrow. So I think they did. It's just, I think, because they were looking upon it as a time travel show. They didn't want to, you know, focus just on the 2016 aspect of it. So I think they were trying to show that sort of, you know, uh, in different times transferring. That's one of the things I'm kind of curious about for next season, because, you know, uh, on the assumption that these guys are going to somehow form the JSA, I'm curious to see how they deal with that. And also, you know, they've said that Supergirl will become part of the standard DC television universe, as opposed to, you know, off on her own uh on uh, on cbs so if they're going to find a way to resolve that sort of a crisis on infinite earths situation you could see that you know legends might take the lead in that and sort of setting up some sort of crisis Ooh. that brings her earth into conjunction with the uh the flash and the arrows earth which could be interesting Ooh. i like that yeah you're good, you're good x yeah that's awesome and let me just that's say great. booster gold booster gold yeah. booster gold <laughs> the the oh. hype chain is here and just- and just to say, I can probably tell you, Booster Gold will not end up on any of the shows. Reason being, he's getting his own movie. So if anything, I saw that, yes, he would the, uh, he would yeah. be uh, he would be ending up somehow in that movie universe with the big guy, the big boys in the Justice League. But that's a whole other story. But he won't be coming in. But I like what you said, Infinite Earths. I completely forgot about that, which I'm actually surprised. That'd be a great excuse slash storyline to get supergirl into that universe rather than always having to go to the 
Earth 2, so to say, to always see her, you know, make a play. But that would be awesome. That's a good idea, X. I, I do like that. It just... What I got out of the four-way crossover was it was just going to take place over, like, one week. Just like how the Flash and the Arrow do it. Um, but this is the order. It's Supergirl Mondays, Flash Tuesdays, Arrow Wednesday, and Legend of Tomorrow Thursday. So how are they going to do this? Like, is it going to start on, on Supergirl, continue in Flash, conti- then Arrow, and then Legends? Or, like, how, how, how are they going to incorporate Legends? Like, that's what I'm wondering because they... With the little crossovers we had in Legends, it was never per se a crossover. It was just cameos, but they never crossovered in like the present time, like well, how the other shows will be. So I'm wondering like how that's gonna work. Well, I, I can see how they didn't do it in their first season because they want to see how it holds up on its own. And you're always worried to cross over within networks with a brand new show because you want to see how it stands on its own first to see if it has legs or was it because of that one crossover. Same thing with, uh, oh man, I can't remember the network, but it was with the Terminator and some other show. I can't remember, but the girl Terminator. And at, they asked for a crossover because they're within the same series, but they wanted to wait to see if it stood on its own and that, that Terminator show did not ended up being canceled like after a season or so so i felt like this was a test run and now that it's found its legs it's found its footing it has a fan base now they can play with that okay let's do it because the you know they've been doing crossovers it's been working it worked well with supergirl now now let's try this massive first time ever four show crossover and i think that would be awesome you would split it essentially in the four episodes monday tuesday wednesday thursday talk about a a week-long crossover and that's what i think they might do i'm scared they'll do like a one episode on maybe the legends will be the crossover for all four of them uh yeah no i have no idea how they're doing this but i'm telling you right now guys i'm excited like what a time to be alive what a time to be a comic book fan like i mean not only do we have all these shows together but they're gonna they're gonna interact with each other like this is amazing. I am so excited. So, um, I honestly don't have any predictions because I feel like this show just keeps throwing curveballs. But I will say I'm going to be excited to see how, how Sarah, um, hashtag, I mean, hashtag, slash White Canary, uh, how she's going to develop more and probably more, take more of a leader role. Um, I'm excited to see where Mick's going to go. I want to see how who Mick is without Snart. Which we've seen a little bit of, but I want to see how much farther he can go. Um, so yeah, I mean, and Ripped too. Ripped, I want to see him grow into uh, being the ultimate Time Master, I guess. Because he is the only one. And uh, just Justice Society, uh, I'm excited to see what cameos we're getting um, from them. Because there, there's a lot of characters. <laughs> Uh, ones that we know that you told us and then ones that we don't uh, have on the show. So I, I want to know who they're going to pick for that. But does anyone else have anything before uh, I end it and we all cry because it's we're done? <clears throat> no? Alright, guys. We would I like have a little to- prediction. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I had I, I had it on mute. I'm like, she's not stopping. My fault. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, no, go ahead. My little prediction is going to be that uh, I feel like 
could possibly come to pass for the fact that this Legends of Tomorrow team does not have a group name. And I feel like with the introduction of a group such as the Justice League of Society, I feel like Rip's team is going to be dubbed what we comic, ba- comic book fans would know as the Legion of Heroes. Oh, okay. That's true. I we don't like have a... a little universe. I just want to throw in my little prediction, too, which is the JSA was traditionally presented as sort of the older versions of heroes, as this is CW. I feel confident in predicting that all the members of the JSA will be young, very hot, and have roughly 0% body fat. <laughs> I would say that's a bold prediction, but I'm going to say that's like 100% like on point. Because... Heard it here first. <laughs> Uh, la- ladies, do you have anything you want to add or that you want to see more of? Or Oh, yeah, I want to know how they're going to incorporate Snart. So that's going to be interesting for that. But no, ladies, no, no you're gonna, are, is, is Ash crying? Is Ash no, crying? no, no, no. Oh, my God, why? Why is it always me? Oh, it's okay, Ash. I'm not you... making fun of you for it. I mean, I... I'm crying. Too. I have allergies. Oh, yeah, me That's too. I promise. <laughs> Those are some really sad-sounding allergies. No, it sucks. Oh, I'm sorry. All you right. shouldn't be, Jess. All right, so then... Oh, well, me and Ash will probably hope for more Captain Canary, but I feel like oh. they took that away from us. They they teased us, and then they took it away. Oh, You know what? If I terrible. can have Captain Canary, I better fucking have Super Flash. Yes, thank you. But also, I just hope for next season to, you know, get a better grade than a C plus. Don't let me down, guys. I'm counting on you. I feel like Jess is just like rating hard on everything right now. I think. I think. Uh, I think it's the, the it's it's the heat. It's because I'm like melting on the inside. That's true. That's probably why it's okay. But C plus is okay. You know, that's what I looked for a lot in my math classes in high school. So. C plus to me is amazing. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was really bad at math, but anyway, Same. all right. I guess <laughs> I guess we all talked about everything we wanted to. Um, this has been amazing, guys. I've been blessed with a really great crew. My crew. You can call me Captain Brittany. I'm just kidding. Don't call me Captain Brittany. That's weird. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed all of you. I enjoyed arguing with everybody. Uh, it's been fantastic, and we would like to thank everyone for joining us these past 16 episodes. Visit poppychularadio.com slash archives to download this episode and many more. Registered users will gain access to our archives of previously aired broadcasts. You can also download tonight's broadcast through iTunes. Just search for Time Masters and subscribe. Please like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Masters. Also, like Poppy Chulo Radio on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Radio. Help support Poppy Chulo Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash Radio. Email us via contact at poppychuloradio.com with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chulo Radio team as an honor personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychuloradio.com. Co-hosts, for the final time this season, please wish the listeners a good night. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night, people.
Good night, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the finale more than I did. Well, that's a cheery way to go. <laughs> just had to get in there with one last shot, didn't you, Jess? You couldn't yeah. let it lie. You just had to put the boot in. Ah, oh, typical. Sorry, the guys. I'm an asshole. Jess in her boots. Thanks for tuning in. Join us in the fall of 2016 for a brand new installment of Time Masters. Good night. <laughs>